It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is The World in 10 from The Times of London on Sunday, the 29th of January. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Sonal Patel. Israel's Prime Minister promises a strong and swift response after two fatal shootings. Our response will be strong, swift and precise. Whoever tries to harm us, we will harm them and everyone who assists them. Memphis police disband the so-called Scorpion Special Unit, whose officers are accused of murdering Tyree Nichols. It's a leg of the Memphis Police Department that is meant to fight crimes. But it's in these very targeted neighborhoods, which activists from the beginning had always said contributes to some of the bias that police have. As morning begins in Israel following two gun attacks that killed seven people, the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has announced a series of measures which he said will strengthen the settlements in the West Bank. Our response will be strong, swift and precise. Whoever tries to harm us, we will harm them and everyone who assists them. In the first attack, a Palestinian gunman killed seven people when he opened fire outside a synagogue in East Jerusalem on Friday. Hours later, two people were wounded when a 13-year-old Palestinian boy opened fire on a group of five civilians. Mr Netanyahu's security cabinets announced efforts will be stepped up to collect illegal weapons and make it easier for Israelis to obtain them, a move which threatens to further raise tensions after one of the bloodiest months in the West Bank and East Jerusalem in several years. Thousands of anti-government protesters again took to the streets on Saturday night to remember those who died, but to also voice anger at Mr Netanyahu's planned judicial reforms, which have been heavily criticised by groups including lawyers and prompted large weekly demonstrations across Israel. We're here to protect the Israeli democracy in order to protect both the Palestinians and Israeli citizens. And so there will be less terror attacks like this, because if we won't have the Supreme Court and we won't have a democracy, then we think these terror attacks will just be more and more and things will get worse and not, not better. The international community has again called for calm, with the United Nations expressing deep worry about the current escalation of violence in Israel and the occupied Palestinian territory. To the United States, in a story we've been following closely on The World in 10, the brutal death of Tyree Nichols. And just a warning, you may find some of what you hear distressing. Protests like this have become depressingly familiar. And there were small-scale demonstrations across the country, from Los Angeles to New York. Appeals for calm from the family seem to have worked. That and the fact that the five officers, all of them black, were arrested and charged almost immediately. At a press conference, state lawmakers promised to introduce new legislation aimed at better police training. 
If a dog in this country was beaten like that, what the hell would happen? If a dog is beaten like that, somebody's going to jail. To start a disbanding of the controversial Scorpion unit, whose officers are the ones accused of murdering Tyree. It was set up to bring down crime levels in particular areas. Cheryl Dorsey is a retired LAPD sergeant and civil rights author. Disbanding the unit made sense, but those officers are still currently on the department and there are officers I'm sure that work in patrol that were on scene that are still on the department. So for me, it's window dressing. Five black police officers have been charged with the murder of Tyree Nichols, a lot of it down to the brutal and graphic video footage on their body cams. In it, the 29-year-old is heard protesting his innocence. He's repeatedly kicked in the head, battered with batons and punched. He died three days later from his injuries. In a phone call with Tyree's family, President Biden says he understands their grief. He's a hell of a kid. He's a handsome boy. Thank you. He promised to make a case to Congress to pass the George Floyd Act. Donzeli Abernathy is the daughter of Reverend Ralph Abernathy, a co-founder of the American Civil Rights Movement. I don't think we've been able to move forward. There is a, an undercurrent of racial hatred and they're trying to separate people in America based on race. But for some, the problem of police violence is more deeply rooted than any reform can address. The Times of London. On the way, why some doctors in the States think drugs and therapy could be the answer to childhood obesity and a close shave with an icy visitor from outer space. Donald Trump has kicked off his campaign for the 2024 presidential election with events in New Hampshire and South Carolina on Saturday, saying that every day for the United States is April Fool's Day under President Biden. Brushing aside criticism of a slow start, the former president insisted he was motivated to win as he embarks on his third White House bid. They said he's not doing rallies, he's not campaigning Maybe he's lost that step. Uh, we didn't. I'm more angry now and I'm more committed now than I ever was. In contrast to the huge rallies we've seen in the past, these events were much smaller in scale, with an estimated audience of fewer than 200 in New Hampshire and just 80 in South Carolina. At both rallies, Mr Trump echoed some of the themes of his 2016 campaign, including sharply criticising illegal immigration from Mexico. Now they're emptying out, as you know, their prisons and they're emptying out their mental institutions. Why should they pay for mental institutions when we can dump everybody into the United States? Why should they pay for prisons? It's massively expensive. It's a big portion of their budget. When the stupid people running the United States will do it for them. The event in South Carolina was designed to introduce heavyweight local figures who've already thrown their weight behind Trump's campaign. Both Henry McMaster, the governor, and Lindsey Graham, a state senator, appeared alongside Trump. How many times have you heard, we like Trump policies, but we want somebody new? There are no Trump policies without Donald Trump. But there were also several conspicuous absences in South Carolina, including the state party chairman, several Republican U.S. representatives from the state and South Carolina U.S. Senator Tim Scott, as he decides whether to launch his own campaign for the White House.
controversy over new guidance on how to treat childhood obesity. It's a big problem in America. Around fifth of children there are considered obese. Obesity is a complex disease involving an excessive amount of body fat. And it's not just a cosmetic concern, it's a medical problem that increases the risk of things like heart disease and certain cancers. Now, the American Academy of Pediatrics is suggesting not only therapy for children as young as six, but also the use of weight loss drugs and even surgery for teenagers. It's not a move wholeheartedly supported by others in the medical profession and say the focus should be on societal factors like poverty and the lack of safe open spaces where children can exercise. Kane Reeves has the sport and rumours of a Saudi bout for Fury and Yusik. Further hints have been made about the destination for Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk's undisputed world title fight. Saudi Arabia appears to be the preferred host country. Both fighters have publicly outlined their desire to face off, with the location among the remaining box tickers. Saudi Arabia has long been touted as a likely host for the bout, having staged Usyk's rematch victory against Anthony Joshua last August. Saudi Prince Khalid says his country remains very much keen. Why not? We in Saudi, we are passionate about sports, about entertainment, about a lot of things. And hopefully uh, there's a demand. A decision on the destination will be revealed next week. The guitarist Tom Verlaine, frontman of the US rock band Television, has died at the age of 73 after a brief illness. Rising to fame during the 1970s punk scene, the band scored three UK top 40 hit singles and released two critically acclaimed albums, Marky Moon and Adventure, with Marky Moon considered one of the defining releases of the punk era. Online tributes include Mike Scott of the Waterboys, who described Verlaine as the best rock and roll guitarist of all time, while Echo and the Bunnymen's Will Sargent said if he ever played anything that sounded like him, he was happy. And finally, a rare green comet last seen tens of thousands of years ago is due for a flyby of Earth. And it'll be the closest it's ever been on the 1st of February. No need to panic, though. Close is a relative term when it comes to space. We're talking within 45 million kilometres. To be honest, if 2023 BU from the Oertklap had been on a collision course with Earth, it would have been eviscerated by our atmosphere. It might not be deadly, but it would have been pretty. The icy ball orbits the sun once every 50,000 years, which means the last time it went past the planet was during the Stone Age. The comet was discovered less than a year ago. It's already visible in the northern night sky with binoculars and small telescopes, and even with the naked eye in the darkest corners of the northern hemisphere. And that is your World in 10 from the Times of London on Sunday, the 29th of January. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.